welcome to the Spivey Special Podcast. This is episode 111. We just We're here. We watched Game of Thrones this week. We had a great time. We got sucked back in the world. We figured we we're going to try to talk this out, try to figure out what happened this week. So, so real quick, before we get going, um, we'll talk about, you know, our normal, what happened in our lives, because everyone cares about that. But if you haven't watched the first episode, I would probably stop watching and or listening right now, because we're going to give away some spoilers and basically break down the entire episode, the new characters, try to pronounce their names, but kind of just describe what they look like, at least on my end. Zach's a little more nerd buckety than I am, so nerd I'm just your casual... Okay. I'm just your casual, I watch it, but I don't really, there's maps and dragons and brothels, so I'm all in it on that side, but I, I don't really know the teams and stuff. Basically, yeah. So we'll touch our normal, we'll touch on our normal uh, weird stuff at the end of the episode as well. We got some hot dog straw talk, we got some KD talk, we've got some pga monday night raw talk we got a, mm. we got a lot of stuff coming up at the end we want to get this game of thrones stuff we got to get it out in the air we got to figure out what happened we didn't watch the show together Mm-mm. um try before we get started on game of thrones anything exciting happened for you over the weekend absolutely not no it's just a normal uh my kid maddox was sick a little bit on sunday so we just stayed at home we went and had a Party on Saturday night, like swimming, drinking. But you went on a bachelor party, and we got to hear all about this. There was boats, there was hoes, just everything was going on from what I've heard. That's basically except that basically sums it up. So I was at the Sacramento <laughs> Yacht Club. Our buddy mm-hmm. Haji was with us last week for the podcast. It was his bachelor party. There was like thirty guys. There was five different yachts. There was party boats. There was barbecues. I lost my hat. I hurt my hand. Mm. It was a good time. But what would you say, like, if you were on a cruise, would you have maxed out your drink allotment? Yeah, at about two and a half hours into it, I would have, yeah. That is amazing. I love everything about that. Tonight, for those watching, I am going with one of my favorite, the Fall River Brewing, the Num Num Juice guys haven't tried it go ahead and try it it is one of my favorite beers i had at least two of those that i remember that night we love it at least you didn't fall off the boat that probably would have been worse fall off the boat. i think we would have known if you fell off the boat like even as far away as we were mm-hmm. like in carmichael they would have known there would have been some yeah. sort of residual how is there a monsoon warning we're <laughs> All right, let's just do it. Let's just get right into it. There's houses, there's dragons, there's all sorts of fire breathing. And all right, Trey, before get we get into House of Dragon, what was your? Did you you watched Game of Thrones originally, right? During the original yeah. run that ended three years ago. What were you? Yeah. What was what was your feeling coming out of that? I know I felt cheated during the last two seasons. Yeah, I thought that they could have done a little bit better buttoning it up. Um, the good thing, though, that we know on this first episode is winter is still coming. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they let us know that I think, what is it, 172 years prior or something, something like that, along yeah. those lines before Daenerys, I think they said, um, 
winner is going to eventually come. So at least we know that. Um, I like Game of Thrones. I thought they did a really good job. But I think with like a lot of shows, it went on maybe one or two seasons too long. Or the writing just got really poor and tried too hard. Well, they ran out of books. The, the showrunners for the original show, they were going to make a Star Wars movie. And they wrapped the show way sooner than they probably should have to make the story make sense. They got the, the, the loose outline from George R.R. Martin of how the story will end. And they're like, yeah, we could do that in like eight episodes. It'll be fine. And they're like, oh, we thought you were going to do like two or three more seasons. And like, no, we're going to do it in eight episodes. It'll be fine. Hashtag it was not fine. But now they have a chance. Is it the same so people running? Out? No. We got a new showrunner, George R.R. Martin. This is like his... The reason he hasn't finished writing the books is I think he likes these side projects and the prequels and the story and the world building and the new characters. I think he likes all of that more than trying to wrap up the story. I think he just wants to add more to the story. So we're back. It's three years later. I thought I was out on Game of Thrones. I thought we were done. I'm 100% back in. One one cut scene in the beginning, the music played. We saw some dragons. I'm 100% back in on the show. There's definitely a lot going on that you'll need to break down for me. Um, about halfway through, Sarah and I were watching it, and we she loved the first episode. We got our first chat comment of the night. Um, a lot going on. Again, if you guys haven't watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Spoiler alert, it is coming. We don't want you guys to get ruined and not be able to watch the show. So there's a lot going on. I think that the new uh, young princess, she looks very similar to Daenerys. I'm not quite sure if there's actually a relation there. I don't know how the timelines go all the way down, but they look like they could be mother-daughter to me. Well, they're definitely related. They're both Targaryens. So how much of you research for the show? Did you watch all the trailers? I'm sure you didn't read no. any of the books because you no. I don't even I'm not even sure you can read. Did you read any of the books though before you start throwing stuff at me? I also did not read any books. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, that's right. I did watch the trailers. Um, I'm trying to learn who all these characters are and understanding the lore beforehand, but it didn't none of it sat in as soon as I made the show. It, I made it about halfway through a podcast that kind of broke down the season. Um, I mean, it broke down this last episode. So I got some different perspective than what I had, which usually isn't that good because I, I can't pick up quickly on who's Targaryen and who's a hand and who's a sea castle monster and all that kind of stuff. So, Well, did you guys do anything special for the show or did you just watch it? I'm pretty sure we just watched it. I can't remember. We just Sunday night we had to find a login and then I tried it and I already had a login and we just watched it through. Nothing fancy. I know you had a little get together, right? Yeah, so during the original Game of Thrones show run, we had um I think Leslie was living with us during part of that. Vito would come over and watch it and we would we'd make dinner and have wine and we'd watch the show every week and we did that for a couple seasons and as soon as the show got announced with like a date, we already had this all planned out. Vito bought, um, he bought steaks and brought corn and asparagus and all kinds of food. And we, we had a good time. We had everybody over and this is like a worldwide phenomenon. Did you see the video on Twitter or online where they showed the apartment building and 
like two thirds of the building was watching Game of Thrones at the exact same time and all the lights were turning on and off. It was crazy. They set records with it. I think everyone's back back in. Everyone was in on Game of Thrones and then kind of fell off towards the end. But I think we just we just want a good story. I think just the three years too off. And then it was very, very good first episode, as we'll talk about here as we get more deeply into it. But I think people are just ready for a new people like new shows like new. They want to have something every week to watch. And I think a well-written show like this one hopefully will be will be that void that they might have been missing. All right, Joe. Initial reaction to the episode, without breaking down any of the any of the the scenes or any of the storyline, what was your initial reaction to the episode? Did it have I've everything been, you were hoping in a Game of Thrones episode? There was some nice brutality. Um, there was brothels. You know, that's usually why I log in. So we got brothels. We got fight scenes, we had tournaments, we had baby talk that might be a king. Who's the king? I don't know who's the king. Who should be in this throne? There's random brothers sitting in the throne. There's meetings with hands. And it, it just had a little bit of everything. But for me, as a guy that doesn't really like learning, a um, little too much character and story building for me i like more action the whole entire time i don't need any building just go for it so mm -hmm. um from what i've heard though for most people is it just top top notch episode well written um you learn a lot but they didn't like sometimes when they build characters it's kind of like boring and like they're just like talking it out like a typewriter almost but mm -hmm. They, they kind of finally knitted it into the story. Like even when uh, the princess and her friend, I'm really good with the names, um, they're talking, they're like pretending that they were learning or something. You learn something there and like it was just kind of fit into the the plot of the show. Yeah, I, I, this had everything, it, it, violence and sex and there was dragons and there was scheming and then there was just, Things that you've never seen in a TV show, and that's what I want. The guy getting bashed in the face with the, the mace and his head exploding and the guy throwing up in the background and just a bunch of crazy stuff that you've never seen. I love that. I love that I didn't really recognize any of the actors, which is kind of what sucked me into Game of Thrones originally. It's like, who's in this show? Like, I, We had a, a roommate that showed us the show, and it was like three or four episodes in. And I was like, okay, I know Sean Bean, but I don't know any of these other people. And it kind of helps you get into it because you relate that person with that. If it was like uh, Will Ferrell and somebody in this and be like, well, this is kind of weird. Why is Rob Schneider the the dragon? This doesn't make well, any sense. What I think is good too is they it, it's so far away from the other one that you're not going to have people that were in the original. So you're not even really remembering those plots. It's basically like we're starting over even though there's – Still, kind of some. They did a really good lineage job of there. Um, placing us back into the world that we know, though. Like it's at King's Landing. They do the Great Council, which we know about because they did that at the end of season eight when they picked Bran. When there was like ten of them left that they were talking about, instead of like the entire realm there doing it. So it's something that like we were aware of these things, 
the names are familiar. We see the the flags of the different houses that we all recognize. You're like, oh, that's Rickon Stark. I've heard that name before. And you will like these things will pop up and you're like, I, I get it. I know we don't know these people. I don't really know the story because I didn't read the book. So I don't have to worry about getting it spoiled mm-hmm. for me. Nope. I was kind of bummed there was no opening credit scene like Game of Thrones where they slowly Go explain for- the world to you like where we're at. I guess we don't really need it because we'd have it moved. We know the world. Yeah, and we haven't really moved around. There's no, you know, we haven't gone anywhere yet to really, like, battle or anything like that. No one's fighting each other yet. Yeah, the world is expanding as people are getting kicked out, but we'll get to that. All right, let's do a quick summary. I just wrote down some bullet points of some scenes that might not necessarily be in the best of order or be as deep because... uh, we're Whatever. just winging it. We're just here. <laughs> so the initial great council scene where they're picking the um they're picking the original heir when Viserys becomes um the heir to the throne. We get to see um was it Rainies, the other girl that would could have been chosen, that's the wife of my dude the sea snake. Mm-hmm. And that initial scene, the whole realm is there. We've got um, one of the Targaryen kings. We've got all the dragons. They're all there. What did you think of that scene? Starting to show off. I thought it was interesting. Uh, they kept mentioning that she smelt like a dragon, which I thought was interesting because I was trying to think myself what that would smell like. I don't know if it would smell like fire or like a lizard or something like that. Um, fire lizard, probably. Yeah. I thought it was funny that someone though that high up in position um, was able to ride around on a dragon, even though, you know, she has like a bodyguard and all this, but she's just flying on a dragon. And Daenerys um, did that too. And they all told her not to. So that's kind of like a Targaryen thing to do. Yeah. I thought it was a good scene. Um, I liked learning all the characters and the hand and that kind of stuff. Um, they don't tell you for quite a while though that the hand's daughter is you're just jumping all you know, i'd give you like one scene and you're like <laughs> two-thirds of the way through the episode that's how i go it's like bingo bango bongo and okay go ahead you what did you feel about the first scene i just i just love the scale of it because we we heard about the great council in season eight of game of thrones and then to actually get to see it um, with all the dragons around and everybody's there and it's this big to do and like they inter- they bring the name out in a box that's opened up. I thought that was really cool, like announcing an Emmy Award or something. And that's how we get to find out instead of Bran had the best story, so he's the king or whatever the, whatever season eight ended with. It just seemed like that's what we were supposed to get and it didn't it didn't happen. So after that it's nine years later. We're into Viserys's reign. Apparently, he's not a very good king. He's got some sort of weird growth thing on his back that doesn't sound good for his long-term viability as a king. Yeah, I feel like they're already writing him off the show. Or I don't even know if he makes it the whole season before he back fun guys because he's gonna eventually need to die for us to have a fight over who's going to be the next king i feel like if you're king in the first episode that's not a good thing no definitely not he's going down he's bobby b in this one my boy robert baratheon but Mm -hmm. not as fun no he's kind of a 
kind of weaselly. He's like making statues. He's like making uh, miniatures of a fake town. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it was really weird. He's just sitting there with his knife building like pyramids and stuff. Right. I don't like that. We meet uh, Queen Emma. She uh, is apparently pregnant with their seventh kid, and they only have one that's alive, so doesn't bode well for the child that is in her womb. That's what we find out. We meet um, Renera, Princess Renera, the one that looks exactly like Daenerys. Yeah, like uh, spitting image. Like it's her sister or niece or daughter or something. I don't know. Maybe or it's it was just her she was the 172 her. years ago. Time machine, de-aging. Mm-hmm. She definitely seems like she's up to the task. She's flying around on dragons. She's tough. She's looking out for other people. I think she one knows uh, all of her stuff. One of her attributes, though, that I think is going to really set well with everybody else is she doesn't really like. She doesn't care. She's just like whatever. I just want to ride dragons and eat cake. I think she said something like that. So right. I like that she's just not like so power hungry that she's just fighting everybody but i think it'll come to the point where she's gonna eventually need to fight for what is hers right she's got like an aria vibe where she like doesn't really want to be the queen she just wants to like shoot things and eat cake and then yeah. uh, the hand's daughter who is her friend is kind of kind of more like sansa where she's like worried about who she's gonna marry and where her place in the world is and all that kind of stuff so well, that was the one thing I was just talking about is like you get halfway through the episode and you don't even really know what team she's on, the friend. Like you don't really, I mean, you kind of can figure it out, but they don't really tell you that she's the daughter of the hand until you're about halfway through the episode. It's a lot of piecing things together, I guess, from the books in this. The, uh, the It's like a narrator that doesn't really know everything that's going on. I don't know what the exact term is for that because we don't read books, but so a lot of the things that are going on in the show, they have a little bit of leeway or a, a little bit of, did this actually happen? And we'll, we'll get there later on in the episode, but that's kind of what I like about it. It's kind of, kind of all over the place. You don't really know everything that's going on. And I kind of like that about the show so far too. All right. Um, so it's pretty obvious that Viserys is a pretty terrible king. He's talking about needing an heir. Right now it's Rhaenyra or um, her uncle, I guess, Damon. Mm -hmm. Awesome character. We get to meet him coming back. I think he came, when he come back from the wall with his team because he's going to take over the city watch. Yeah, and he, he came back mainly. He came back for the tournament that they're going to have. The tournament, they made him head of the city watch. And then the other choice is the baby that's in, that's uh, due to be coming. Yes. And then I love that he shows back up. He finds a way to somehow sneak into the castle or whatever you're going to call it. And he ends up just sitting on the Iron Throne. Yeah. It's like, and the first person he wanted to see was the princess, which was. Interesting. They have an interesting little relationship there. Yeah. Like buddy, buddy, but not. They're kind of adversarial, mm -hmm. but it's her uncle but, at the same time. Yeah. So they kind of get along, but they're kind of both in the same situation where they're potentially next in line to be king, but they don't necessarily both seem like they want it that much. Or anyone really wants them to be. That That as well. She's They're a girl and just, he's a psycho. Yeah, he's a little crazy. She's a little bit rock and roll. So 
So Damon takes over the city watch, and in one night, they fill up two carts full of body parts. Yeah, I'm not just quite ch- sure what was happening in that scene, they but were, it just uh, got wild. They were, uh, the thieves were getting their arms cut off. The They were just laying down all the judgment, I guess, that was supposed to be happening that wasn't happening before. It seems like a lot of people that weren't even really involved were just kind of getting chopped up just to... Yeah, they just yelled thieve and then chopped their they legs like off. nine years of bad kingship in King's Landing, and it's kind of like falling apart, and they need something like that. So good. All right, so we're having a tournament similar to season one of Game of Thrones. Um, different reason this time. Um, this is to celebrate the new baby, so we're bringing everybody Boy. in. From a- They're calling their shot. They're bringing everybody in from around the realm, and this is kind of how we get introduced to the houses, which is very similar to season one of Game of Thrones. So we get to see the people from the Vale, and we get to see the Starks are there, and the Baratheons are there, and some great jousting scenes, which we didn't get much jousting in Game of Thrones. It was more sword fighting before, so I don't know how we got jousting. A lot more fun. Well... The jousting turned into just axing each other in the face. So yeah, I don't I mean, really understand the rules of the joust contest. It seems like no. if you got knocked off, you lost. But if you lost, you could still get back and hit the guy with your sword until they or gave up. Or whatever you had. Yeah, it's just basically a bow to the death, which doesn't seem like most people just I guess if you gave died. up, that was it, the end of it, but they weren't really giving up. No. A lot of death. Not a wild. You see a lot of. Uh, so they were asking the, the Baratheons. I think it was the Baratheons asked for, the favor of the queen that never was. And there's a lot of a lot of politics going on for this scene. That's mostly just people getting destroyed with weapons. Well, I think what they did a really good job with that scene is is they kind of, intertwined it a little bit with the birth of the sun. Yeah, so that's going on at the same time. So they hold the tournament thinking, already assuming that it's going to be a boy, which they don't know, and assuming when the baby's going to come. So they're happening at the same time. So the king gets pulled away. We get the heartbreaking scene of the king having to choose between the baby or potentially losing both of them. Yeah. Leading to the brutal scene of her getting a C-section when there's no chance of being put back together. Yeah, it wasn't good. And then uh, you get about four to five seconds of it being a boy, him being alive, and then it just ends up. And the baby's like already coughing. Like it doesn't sound good when the baby comes out, which is not a very good sign for the baby. Well, it's just kind of of shows the kind of person that the king is. He's kind of a douche to keep making his wife go through that. Right. In the, what, seventh pregnancy and only one baby's ever come. Yeah. I don't know. So we have that. Um, after that, we're back to now we have to pick an heir because the baby's not an option. You have to tell me who it's going to be. We get everyone at the, the council. We've got the hand. We've got the sea snake guy. We've got a bunch of people. They're all putting in their votes. And they meet the, their decisions. And the funeral scene was a little wild, too. They wrapped him up and just the dragon lit him on fire. Yeah, we heard a Jakaris as they uh, called for the dragon to burn them at the funeral. We got the brothel scene with the brother where he may or may not have said, uh, 
air for a day, talking about um, the baby, Balon. It was a bad time, and I would say, although he won the he won the tournament, right? Though no, he lost to the Dorn guy. That's right, and then they fought with swords, and he lost the jousting, and then tried to fight him, and the dude had the the chain spike ball, whatever that weapon is called. I don't know what that thing is. That guy was good. Those with guys that. die right away on Gladiator, but apparently that's enough to beat him. He even had one of the Valerian swords on him. I bl- so we got to see that sword. So that's one of the ones that they used in season eight to kill the White Walkers. The king has the he has the um, the dagger that Arya uses to kill the Night King. He's been hmm. he was playing with it the whole episode. So we got to see like all kinds of weird stuff throughout this episode. It's all kind of snuck in there. So we finally get Damon gets kicked out after the king finds out. He said, air for a day. I mean, it's technically true, but kind of a douche thing to say about your nephew. I mean, if you're hammered at a brothel, though, right? I mean, baby, some of you would say. But it's just, I think it would be poor timing to throw a party like that. Right. On the day your sister in law and nephew die. Yeah. But he doesn't really seem to care about that kind of stuff. Yep. So Renera is the new heir. Viserys tells her that she is now responsible for stopping the White Walkers. Although he doesn't say that. He just says the winter is going to come. Winter's coming. And her job is to make sure that they keep the realm together because they all have to fight against them. Although they really only need like two realms and Arya with the dagger. According to Game of Thrones, so. Yeah, they don't know that, though. That's 172 years from then. And that's basically how it wraps up. Damon gets sent away on his dragon. He's going to the Vale, which is awesome. We might get a Moondor episode. I love a good Moondor. It's a lot going on. Um, a lot of learning. But I think that I really like the Prince, Damon. Is that your favorite character? I think he, he's going to... He's going to have the best plot, I think, going forward because he's going to be like a Jamie Lancaster, like we kind of talked about before we started. That you don't, you're going to want to keep him around. Like, I one episode in, I care less if the king died, you know what I mean? But I would care if Damon died. Yeah, there's definitely a power struggle going on right now, which is exactly how season one of Game of Thrones starts. The hand dies in the first episode of Game of Thrones. This one, there, our heir dies in the first episode. So we've got this weird power vacuum. And I'm that's the queen. That's what's going to bring the instability to uh, chaos as a ladder our way into the show being pretty fun. Well, that's, I think, the issue is them naming a female as the heir is just going to totally mess things up. People are going to come for them. Yeah. There's boats and fire and... Yeah, we hear the stories of the people all over the place. We've got the people in Dorne. We've got the people taking over the, was it like the island chains? There's weird stuff going on all over. We're going to find way more out about it next week. I can't wait. It's ever, how, many seas, how many episodes is the first season? I want to say it's 10 or 12. And I believe they've already talked about season two. 
Okay, so how many would you say seasons do you think they'll go with, depending on how much stuff they get? I didn't read the book, so I don't know how far the story actually goes. And these are prequel books? He wrote yep. these? Those these have been out a long can, time? You could read them. They've probably been out for a long time. Probably going to pass the, on that. The books that Game of Thrones was based on, those are around in like the 90s, so... These hmm. have probably been around for a while as well. My favorite character is Lord Corliss, the sea snake. He just looks like he's straight out of the Matrix. He's gonna he's gonna come into play too because I think he's gonna try he's to married to Rainies, who gives yeah. me like a Lady Olena vibe, where she's like, she looks like she's very schemy and kind of knows all the the ways to yeah, manipulate he's, people. He's gonna find a way to get. But he seems like the only one on that council that really knows what's going on. He's very well spoken, and all the other ones are just like, whatever, King, you want to do, that's what we'll do. And that guy's like, no, Damon's an idiot. Yeah, the hand thinks he knows what he's talking about, but it seems like he never leaves the castle, so he doesn't really know what's going on in the city. Definitely he's think... pimping his daughter to the king. He did do that. And they may, I don't know. They may, I don't know if the they king and the daughter might up. actually get married from something that I read. So, from the books, that might really. happen. But the daughter, I mean, I guess there's no rules back then, but the daughter can't be more than like 14. Yeah, I think Daenerys is supposed to be like 12 or 13 in the books when she gets married to Khal Drago. Yeah, there's no rules. Yeah. Be we'll, home we'll by just, dinner. We'll just assume she's 18. It's fine. <laughs> For the rest of us. All right. Favorite yeah. scene, Troy? It would have to be... I like when the brother was in the on the Iron Throne. I thought that was interesting. It didn't really have much because I don't really know what's going on, but I thought it was cool that he was able to sneak in. It kind of shows that he's kind of that kind of guy where he can just get through anything and just do what he wants and I think that's going to come into play down the road here. He's going to be wreaking havoc for the whole first season. Well yeah and he, you've already seen that he's like a great leader. He's got those guys that he brought from I believe he brought from the wall to the city watch that are like in love with the dude where they convince them to have a party when the king's son dies. He's going to the Vale where there's a pretty big army and a moon door. He's uh seems like he's going to be a powerful ally, but there's people all over the place that dude the dude from uh, I like the tournament cuz we just got to meet everybody. The mysterious guy from Dorne. I hope Dorne gets some love because that storyline in Game of Thrones was just so bad. Yeah, I I honestly thought that they were going to kill that guy from Dorne. I thought the um I thought Prince Damon was just going to just chop his head off when he was going to get the flower from, I think he got it from the hand's daughter. I think so. Yeah. I, I don't remember, but yeah, it was, either, it was one of the young gals, but I thought that Prince no, Damon was he just, got it from, um, uh, Renera. It was one of the two. Oh, or was the, the princess, the new heir. He knows what's going on. But yeah, I thought Damon was just going to come chop his head off. 
Yeah, love that tournament scene. That was a good one. All right, Troy. I think that's enough Game of Thrones. I am very excited to watch it next week, see if the show has brought us. I don't know that we'll do a Game of Thrones episode again. No. But I wanted to get it not. out there in the world. I enjoyed it. I like talking about it, learning about it. And There's so very many like, little things buried everywhere, and you can just kind of... You got to watch it with the captions on to learn all these names and hear all the things that people are saying in the background. And I just love the show. Glad it's back. I hope it ends well, better than it did last time. And you know, just any, if it's anything like Game of Thrones, it's next couple of episodes are going to be just straight fire. There's going to be something that some people are going to be upset about. Some people are going to be happy about. Someone's going to die, and it's going to be well, amazing. George R. R. Martin is way more involved than in, than he was before. He said he loved the way that the season turned out. It was exactly like he envisioned. That's good news. It means it's based on things that he wrote, which all of the story and all the lines and everything that he did in the early part of Game of Thrones was fantastic. It's when we, when we ran out of books, that's when it got a little squirrely, but I think we've got enough books to last us for a while this time. Love it. All right, Troy. We got some weird, weird sport things going on right now. Baseball is falling off the rails. No rules in baseball right now. Mm-mm. At the eight, did you see what happened to the A's game? Mm-mm. Oh, there was a. They, oh, I'm like the uh, was couple like... in the top corner of the of the stadium. They were just hooking yeah. up. There's no one up there. It was an A's game. Nobody sits in the upper deck. I heard that they're trying to find them and they can get up to like nine months in prison or a thousand dollar fine or something like that. Yep. There was a couple of fans that went there the night after that had signs that sat in those seats that said a bunch of uh, innuendo signs that were sitting up there. Love it. Yeah. You have to. suck and a couple other things. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, the other thing that happened, this one kind of threw the entire internet world into some sort of a head spin. You saw the guy with the hot dog straw. Did you see the full clip of what happened? So or you I, watched, it? I, I watched the whole video. Okay. And so this guy has a beer and he has a hot dog and he also has a straw. Yes. So he takes the straw and like hollows out his hot dog. It takes him a very long time to do this, to just to comment on it. And so he hollows out the hot dog, and then he uses the hot dog in his beer as a straw. And I want to know more about this, because I'm a little curious on how this is going to taste. I feel like we're going to have to do this for a future episode, but I wanted to just kind of talk about it. What's your initial thought? Are you pro or anti hot dog straw? I'm just a little confused because I don't really know what the hot dog is going to be adding to the beer. It's going to be adding like a like salt. Salty. Yeah. Yeah. Salt plus beer is great. I think I would do it with like a Corona. You think the Corona is the ideal hot dog straw beer? I, I guarantee he was drinking like a Miller Light or a Bud Light or a Coors Light. He that's had what pretty he, good seats, so maybe it was like a craft beer. Maybe it was too strong and he had it was to, too light. He had to hot dog it down a little bit. 
I'm just so I just have so many more questions for this guy that he's just at the game by himself. It's I don't think he was with not, anybody. It's clearly not something that he did for the first time. No, he is definitely because who even gets a straw when you get a beer to start with? Yeah, he didn't have a soda or anything. So he had it planned out beforehand. He probably does it all the time. And someone, maybe someone Finally knew he was going to do it. Like they're season ticket holders. Like, I got to get this on film. <laughs> but you would think it would be earlier in the season this would come out. Maybe it was a rally straw because the Yankees haven't been playing that good lately. See, this, that, is, this is the kind of content we need, Trey. Yeah, I think it was straw. a rally hot dog straw. Get the Yankees out of their funk. They won the night before, so he tried it the next night, and it worked again. So he's just going to keep on hot dog strong. I want to see another video to see if he does it again, if he is a season ticket holder. Maybe I'm not sure too embarrassed because I was very pro hot dog straw when I originally found out that it existed. I'm a little but interested. Maybe he was embarrassed by it. We might have to try it. Um, do you think how long do you think he had the hot dog? Was the hot dog still warm, or did he let the hot dog cool? I feel like he just bought the hot dog. Just discarded the, the bun altogether. And yeah, then just went because, straight for the hot dog straw. Yeah, because the beer was full, so he probably got the beer and the hot dog at the same time. Mm -hmm. Got down to his seat, strawed it. <laughs> what is happening? Baseball's falling apart, Trey. Crazy. Yeah, we're going to have to try it. Crazy. Definitely. All right, Trey. Kevin Durant, after all of his trade requests, his demands, the fact that he said he would never play for the Nets again, and the Nets said, I um, I think you're going to stay. Yeah. You have four years left on your deal. I think you're going to stay, bud. Yeah. He's we're like, all right, we'll all stay, but you need to fire the coach and the GM. And they're like, no, nah, I think you're just going to stay. <laughs> But I heard that they're going to try to go get Tristan Thompson. There's a very long list of vets that they're going to have to sign on a minimum contract because they've got Tristan a lot of Tristan Thompson. They've got like three maxes on their team. Who's the third max? Oh, no, I guess Kyrie's not a max. Ben Simmons is a max. KD's a max. I forgot they had Ben Simmons. Joe Harris makes a ton of money. I love Joe Harris, though. He was injured a lot of last year, they, wasn't he? He was out for like most of the year. They definitely needed him. I heard Ben Simmons might play center this year, which is very ben intriguing. Simmons might not even play. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play center, and he's going to be amazing. I hope so. I hope he plays. I'm just over him not playing. I think he's the perfect guy that you need on that team. You just have... Two amazing ISO players. You've got shooters. You've got a Curry. You've got Harris. And then you need a guy that just plays insane defense and doesn't really want to shoot the ball. But he wants That's to pass. Gonna, he's going to get buckets, though. But he'll get buckets like in fast break transition or like in the dunker spot or something. That's all he wants to do. Yeah, he doesn't want to shoot. So I'm It'll pro. Be I think, interesting. I, I can't think the wait. The are good. I think if Ben Simmons plays, they are... 
No, they just gotta seed. they just gotta stay they just gotta stay healthy. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. If one of them goes down, kind of like last year, we haven't really got to see. We really haven't seen this team play together when they're all healthy. So no, because Simmons hasn't played. Even when they had Harden, those Harden, Kyrie, and they played like KD never really. Together. Yeah, and they were probably like ten and one or something like that. Yeah, they were. I don't know the record, but that, that team's not losing. Absolutely not. Sixty percent of your team's studs. Yeah, I think they're good. Good math. I think Great I think math. the team fits, and I don't really know. Well, I understand why KD doesn't want to play with these people. They're crazy, but if you can just get him to lock in, if you're really this captain that should be running his own team, then. Kyrie's just such a wild card. You never know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, he's trying to make it so he only had to play like 60 games a year. Did you see that? Mm-mm. That was in his contract negotiation. He was like, yeah, I want a max for four years, and I only want to play 60 games a year. And they're like, what? No. <laughs> what? Worked last year. I guess so, yeah. That was New Jersey, though, that decided that. Maybe he was or just like at every meeting. Brooklyn. He's like, it's like, nope, don't want to go back. Sorry. Keep it up, Brooklyn. All right. We got some new PGA news. We found out our players meeting with Tiger and Rory. They were, we're just going to do our own live and we're going to do it better. Yeah. So they're getting together. They're doing like this. They want to do it in like stadiums, but I think they're going to build their own little area. They're going to do like virtual golf teams, two hour max, six players on a team, battle royale, fans watching. I think it would be a really cool event to go to. Watch these. Yeah, it's like at night, right? It's going to be like a lit stadium course, which I always like it when they do that at like Bighorn or whatever. I always watch that. I think that's really entertaining. I think it'd be fun if they just did it on like a Monday, which is what it sounds like they're going to do. But isn't it just a virtual? It's not actually a course. It's just a virtual reality is what I got from it. I think so. It's some sort of tech company that Tiger and Rory are. I'm sure they didn't do any of the work. They just kind of were promoting it. Put their name on Threw their name on the group project. So it's basically kind of like what we talked about. It's just people watching people play video games. Yeah, I'm in. But professional professional athletes playing video games for it. We'll have to figure out how it works. I'm very excited. It looks like uh, they are also modifying the tour schedule. If you even if you miss the cup, you get some money, like Happy Gilmore rules. You get like five grand even if you don't make the cut. What do I get if I get last place? (laughs) Exactly. So they get some I think money that's for, fair. for more of the players, and then like if you're in the top thirty or whatever, you get to qualify for or top sixty or whatever, you get to qualify for um, that special league with Tiger and Rory, and they made it easier to get a lifetime exemption or the fifteen year exemption or all those. So things. it so it just feels like this live tour. Actually, these guys might be considered scapegoats, but what they actually did was made it better for all the other PGA oh, players. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, if that league actually does go under, I think they'll eventually let those guys back in. Maybe like a one year suspension or whatever. After but the suspension, I, yeah. 
The PGA I think said that if they want to come back because they like the new rules, they can't. They can't. But I think that I think after like a year or two, if this actually works, they'll let them come back. Yeah, we'll see. PGA Tour hasn't really been. Get, they've been making a lot of money. I mean, it's everything. Consider- it's everything the players were complaining about. They didn't like the travel dates. They've been flying like all over the world and around the country, like week to week. They don't get paid for. Yeah, it's hard that's right. Tour card, like all these things, they are. Um, well, just a lot of people can't afford the airfare and the flight and the housing and all this all over the world. Especially if you don't make the cut, you make zero dollars. Hey, Tyler's here. Animal Nine like, Six. What's up, buddy? It's not like they're gonna comp. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I saw this thing. If blank had Emmett Smith's offensive line, he would have had the most run rushing yards in the league. Who would you put in there? It's Barry Sanders. Do you think? I think Barry Sanders is... Barry Sanders doesn't retire after nine seasons or whatever it was because he's sick of losing on the Lions if he's got the best offensive line of all time. I'm thinking like Bo Jackson or someone like that. Well, if Bo Jackson played as many years as Emmett Smith did, I'm sure he would have as many yards. Huh. It's a longevity thing, though. So maybe not. Maybe Barry Sanders. Maybe AP. <laughs> pick Emmett Smith. Adrian Peterson would be a good one. Emmett Smith was definitely good. He played for a very long time. He got he got some of those yards on Arizona too. I read the thread. Someone said Thurman Thomas. It's like, well, he had a pretty good line with the Bills. He had a very good offensive line with the Bills. That's how they went to four straight Super Bowls. Frank Gore, maybe. <laughs> he had the longevity. He had the longevity. He had a decent offensive line. But he wasn't as good of a running back as Emmett Smith. No, I think if you have a really good line, it helps to be quick. So There's not a lot be... of people that had the longevity that he had. Adrian oh. Peterson played a lot of seasons. Gore played a lot of seasons. But, I mean, would they have had longer longevity if they had a better offensive line? I think Barry Sanders, who is already, like, in the top five all-time in yards, if he doesn't retire early because his team sucks. What about Walter Payton? Yeah, Payton, too. It's hard hard to—I don't like to compare decades, though. Yeah, that would be that'd be different. Tyler says, what about Jim Brown? I've never even like really seen highlights of Jim Brown because he played so long ago. They didn't even have cameras back then. It'd be fun to watch Gale Sayers when um, he had to retire because he blew out his knee, which is now like you come back in nine months and you start playing again. <laughs> they didn't even have doctors back then. <laughs> they just cut your leg off and you're done. Gosh, I can't think of – there's a super good running back. I can't think of him. He's like one of the best fantasy running backs. LT, that would be a – that'd be a guy. They hit a pretty good line too, though. Yeah. So it's I think the argument is, is Emmett Smith like Sean Alexander or he's just behind one of the best offensive lines of all time or is he an elite runner or both? And I think it's both. You're not. You still have to. 
I would still have, have to, to see good. Barry Sanders behind that offensive line where he's just running through like truck holes. And he's got Moose Johnson as the fullback blocking as well. See, I don't know what Barry would do because he's so like herky jerky. Take away all of the negative yards that Barry Sanders has, he's probably has more than Emmett too. Yeah, on one play. He's getting hit like a yard behind the line every single time. It's either minus four or plus 50. Yeah. Two speeds. I'm really excited for when football starts on the 8th. Something like that. Yeah, I think our draft is on the 6th, and I think the season starts a couple days after that. Our draft's on a Tuesday? On a Sunday? I'd have to look at a calendar. I don't know. I'm not good at days. Because I'm pretty sure my draft is the 7th of September on a Wednesday, the night before the season starts. I'll have to look at it. Maybe it's like the 4th. 5th. Yeah, 3rd. Third's a Saturday. Could be the fourth Sunday. That would make sense. Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have any grab bags this week? I don't have any grab bags. Me either. That was my grab bag. The who would you put in Emmett Smith spot? I like that one. That works. What? Out. Uh, what I'm just, other? I'm just ready for football to start, so we just have something to talk about other than whatever random things pop in our brain. I'm ready to talk football. I'm ready. I'm for ready Kings for to Kings to start. October. Yeah. And we're just, it's not until October. The Kings star. That's when we'll get, um, we'll get preseason in September. And then we won't get actual games usually until the first or second week of October. Yikes. We got a lot of game of Thrones and random stuff to talk about don't we, need we? Some more hot dog straw situation have you have you played the new madden i have played not like tyler oh tyler the animal 916 who's in the chat is in the credits of madden 23 by the way really he got a special shout out as being a member of the madden community so shout out to animal 916 and Rafe and Iron Manny and a couple of other guys that I recognize, they were all in the credits, so congratulations to you guys for that. But the game's fantastic. I think the gameplay is a lot better than last year, from what I remember. Um, we play Madden Ultimate Team, so... Freaking cook. Freaking cook. <laughs> so, so far, that's a lot different. I, there's no power-ups. I don't quite understand how it works. I'm, I'll have to watch Tyler later tonight to figure out how all that works, but the game's fantastic. You should get it. Interesting. I just have to get an Xbox. I think that might be my start. That'd be a good start, yeah. So once I do that, then my next move would probably be to get Madden. But I'm an NHL guy. So. I love dangling. So. so, yeah. And have you played the new any of the new MLB games? I heard it came to Xbox now. Yeah, I played it last year when it came out. It's really good. The gameplay is really good. I played the create-a-player one, and they let you do the Otani thing where you're a pitcher and a fielder, and I picked that, and that was a bad idea because it takes forever to level both of those things up, so I shouldn't have done that. Um, but, yeah, it was really fun. Tyler played uh, MLB, was it 2K13 or whatever, whatever year, what are we in, 23? Mm-hmm. He played it on a stream while we were waiting for Madden to start back up, and uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I see a lot in my reels, and while I'm scrolling through, there's a couple guys that play it online yeah. and stream it, and they're pretty entertaining, but 
A lot of those games just remind me of just throw it out of the strike zone and you just strike everybody out. Basically. But everyone's a lot better now than Simulator 2000 or whatever I played back in the day. Right. All right, Troy. That was a fun episode. We'll find something it weird really to talk was. about next week as well. We'll get some grab we bags, always do. cage matches. We will figure it out. Hopefully we get some guests lined up here in the next couple of weeks, but we are just waiting it out till King season starts. I cannot wait. Just keep on keeping on putting that episode out there and soon it'll be Fox and Sabonis. And who's your starting five right now, if you had to say before we jump out of here? Uh, Fox, Herder, Barnes, Sabonis, and uh, Murray. Murray. I think that's got to be it. I don't know how I feel about that. I'd love to have Barnes not in the lineup, but I don't think that's an option. We don't have that option. Yeah. No. What's nice is you, yeah, I guess Barnes could guard a four if he had to. He's a four now. He's been a four for the last two years. Barnes? He cannot guard a three. He's not fast enough. So you might have to put Murray on a three. That, that's why Barnes and... It, Murray Murray's should be the four because he's better at it. That's his true position. And I'm sick of having fours playing as threes and twos playing as threes, and we just need a three. I'd like to have Herter play three and Monk play the two, but I think Barnes has to start on this team. Hopefully he gets traded as much deadline. as As much as we're paying him. Right. So he has to play. Yeah. We'll see. A lot of injuries happen. A lot of House of Dragons was Liddy. It was um, just so you guys know, I'm not quite sure what that means. Now, how much did Tyler drink on this bachelor party is a question I have. As much as me or more. Probably more if I had to guess. And Justin? Uh, yeah. Those were the three I saw. You three were the ones I saw in the picture that Tyler posted. All right, Troy. Good show. See you next week. Great show. Can't wait. I'll be here. Zach. Zach. You're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later.